Here we go. Welcome back to Two Buds One Cage. Uh, I am one host, Tristan. And I am the other zygote, Brian. <laughs> We're back after a little uh, unintentional hiatus since it's been about a month. Yeah, about a month since the uh, the crudes, the crudes too, the camping trip. What a trip. <laughs> what an episode. We're back in our usual setting with our usual uh, order. Yeah. Back to uh, 1980. Oh, God. I don't know. Off, offhand. 80 something. 83? 84? 84 it is. It's, uh, I don't know. I forget because it's just not... A movie that really sticks with you, like the details, kind of just slip away. <laughs> there are they're slipping as we speak. Oh, we literally just watched it. Literally just finished it and sat down, and the details are slipping rapidly. It's like I'm glad we're recording today because if we waited three days and I came back to record, I wouldn't really remember much. If we were to wait three more hours, we couldn't get this recording done. <laughs> It's kind of just a forgettable movie. Yeah. We were talking a little bit about it while we were watching it. And it was... I mentioned how there's just so many World War II movies. Right, yeah. World War II is just such a big part of I don't know, American pop culture. Yeah, just American storytelling. Yeah, definitely. And there's so many, not just movies, but like World War II properties that... To have one that just kind of doesn't really make a splash yeah, all the way did. back in 1984. <laughs> it just, it's it's kind of forgettable. Like, you watch it, and I'm like, I can't say that it's bad while I'm watching it. Yeah, because no, no individual scene or performance was bad. Exactly. Like, it, like the individual snippets are not bad. And, and I also enjoyed, I mean, I was, I was a little bit... Tired feeling about it, but I did enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's like I didn't hate it, but like down the road, we're like eight or nine more Nick Cage movies deep, and this one is just it just flits away yeah. out of your memory, or at least that's what happened to me. By the time I got to like the nineties of Nick Cage movies, it's like Racing with the Moon. Who? Right. Yeah. Just need a little punch. You need a little edge. And it's kind of it's kind of decently sized Nick Cage role. Uh, it's pretty yeah. significant. He plays, I don't know, kind of a douche, but he's he's a douche, but like he's a also, lovable douche. He's a lovable douche, and he makes realistic choices with the opportunity presented. Or that's very true. Yeah, with yeah. The situation presented to him just makes decisions that a lot of us would have made, and they're just just unpretty decisions. Yeah, yeah. It definitely shows off a little of the. Not glamorous side of humanity, with his his choices regarding, particularly the abortion scene. I find I found that to be an interesting kind of uh, counterweight to the the object that was World War Two, pulling this film forward because we never see the war. We just we know that it's on the horizon, but then the the death of one person with one abortion is this really ugly, bloody thing that. Ties several people together. Where I don't know. It, yeah, we can we can glorify killing people overall, but we 
if we, I don't know, take a lens and look at just one individual human death, it becomes extraordinarily sad. Yeah, yeah. I, I even to take that further with the movie, like the way they make this abortion out to be some like horrible event, and then like there's the majority of the time that they look at World War Two, it's in kind of a, a humorous light. Like yeah, the kind of the scene where the high schoolers are training to be nurses and all they're all messing around and they, yeah. they swap the the war sounds record over to like a just, jazz record. Just having a little goof around getting prepared for the carnage of a battlefield. Yeah, and it's like it's kinda of funny. And right. then like the scene where the abortion happens is dark and fucked up yeah, and kinda like leaves the, you like in the a pit. Real first taste of trauma as mm-hmm. seventeen, eighteen year olds and it forces them to grow up on the spot. So I always notice weird connections, but like loose theming connections between Nick Cage movies that have nothing to do with each other except Nick Cage. Like the Mm -hmm. abortion with this and with Fast Times. Yeah. Like, I don't know, we're like four movies deep and there's just two movies, four movies deep in order. We're like seven episodes deep or something because we did a couple out of order. But like... Two of them have like major plotline yeah, developments involving abortions. abortions. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Just kind of a also, pattern. Yeah, Nick Cage going off to war, and then in uh, what was the first TV show? Oh, uh, Best of Times. Best oh, of talking times. about going off to yeah, his yeah going off to war. His soliloquy. Yeah, there's another one. Mm-hmm. Just weird little. Little also, flares. the guy from uh, Best of Times was in this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, not only that, Sean Penn from Fast Times is the star of this, and then Crispin Glover from the Best of Times makes an appearance. I just noticed that Times is in the name of both of those Best of Times, Fast Times. Boom, Times. <laughs> what, weird little, what a weird little uh, Repeats. bridge between unrelated projects. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's not just Nick Cage that they have in common. Hmm. <laughs> We're picking up ghost trails over here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God. Oh, the scene where they were drunk was pretty good. Was like, the funny. acting. Like, oh, yeah. I feel like Nick Cage acts drunk well. He, he does do a good job of being drunk because... It's he plays the character of someone who can just handle their alcohol really well. Yeah. He's just drunk, and then he's like, "All right, I gotta sober up and throw on my tunnel vision and run, <laughs> run to catch this train." And yeah, and then as soon as I'm done with this train, I'm sober. <laughs> yep, <laughs> like just gives himself a little adrenaline rush, and he's like, "Okay, yeah. sober up a little bit." Yep. All he needed was needed was some fresh air and a sprint. <laughs> yeah. What else is there to say about this fucking movie? This could be our shortest episode ever. Right? Oh, Bentley, <laughs> what do you have to say about this movie? I think that's Callie over here making those noises. Was it Callie? Yeah, it was Callie. Both of you dogs moan, so. Oh, good girl. Good shake, Callie. Good girl. Doing great, Callie. <laughs> <laughs> now you're showing off. Stay humble. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, her. That is Cal. <laughs> <laughs> what do you 
grumbling about? All right, let's dig deep. Let's start really like searching for tack points. Uh, okay. I was looking at this tree. One of my favorite scenes uh, as someone who really likes mechanical stuff was watching the bowling alley. The bowling alley. Oh was just my god! Watching them reset the pins. I thought that was really freaking cool. Yeah, back in the day when it had to be done it by looked, hand yeah. with like a wooden machine. It looked honestly pretty tough. It looked physically demanding. Like, oh, yeah. You had to get in kind of a rhythm doing it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it looked nonstop. As, as long as the lane is open and people are throwing balls, you're back there as quick as you can, resetting. I mean, that's that's not ten, nine, nine pins? How many pins is it? Ten pins. Ten pins? Yeah, you just one have plus to, like, two plus three plus four is throw ten. together in seconds. Yeah. Quick as shit. Yeah, and they they were just chatting while they were doing it, hopping from lane to lane, resetting pins, blasting just nonstop. cigarettes, sweating on their wife beat. Yeah, yeah, just... yeah, yeah, Cus- <laughs> cussing out the customers yeah, too. It's... It's just <laughs> very casual work. I feel like that was like the whole small town aesthetic they were going for. Like, oh, we know the owner; he's chill with us. And it's like they're going for that whole like small town America slice of life. Right. But also World War Two. I don't know. It's just it's, it's a good old heartland of America. I was saying it's it's one of those kinds of movies where it it's about a, a subject that's it's about World War Two, which is pretty like haughty sometimes as far as like a subject for movies. It's, it's like, like oh, I'm gonna make a World War Two movie, and it's just it artsy like, enough. It was, yeah, it was like the artsiness and the nostalgia of World War Two were hoping to be enough driving force for an entire film and it just wasn't it was but like they, it yeah they good, had like 30 of, minutes of plot <laughs> yeah it's just it kind of just, just pulled along yeah. yeah 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 it just seems like the kind of thing that that people wouldn't want to admit is just kind of boring right yeah it's just a little boring you, you try your best to appreciate it and there are moments to appreciate. Oh, there, there are definitely things to appreciate, particularly Nick Cage. Yeah, oh, always. He's always the best thing. <laughs> I know, it's like, we're talking about this forgettable-ass movie. It's like, Nick Cage is still great in it. Oh, yeah. It's because he always is. That's his thing. <laughs> Honestly, Sean Penn's pretty good in it. The uh, the the lead actress, Elizabeth McGovern, mm-hmm. is pretty solid. She's, yeah, she did a pretty good job. Yeah. I mean, there's basically no one else in this movie. She looked like the stereotypical 1940s girl, like, like yeah. a, like Art Deco pop art looking girl. Like she belonged on a uh, like a Wonder Bread bag or something. Or like they a, they got the time period right. Yeah. Like the the aesthetic of the 40s was there, so at least they had that too. It was like it, it was a well put together movie. Yeah, the reality. Holy shit. She comes back in a cage movie. I'm see. just happened to be looking at her IMDb page and she plays fucking Kickass's mom in Kickass. Oh wow. For the whole one scene she's in before she dies. Oh man. Zero dialogue. <laughs> well still, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's that's a repeat cage appearance. Which there's a weird amount of. Like, it is an interconnected woven web of Appearances. Good. For these movies. It's interesting. 
I listen to the guys that do the Cage Club podcast, and they call it Cage Nections. And they always go through each movie and list, like, every single person that reappears in the Cage filmography. That's great. Which is cool. And then, like, still, I'm surprised by some of them. <laughs> Let's just skew right off the topic of this movie. <laughs> uh, Cage, Cage is, is really starting to get into TV all of a sudden. Really? Yeah, which is interesting because he's always said before that he wouldn't want to do TV because he would get bored doing the same project for too long. But I think what's what's happened is the the chasm between television and movies has gotten smaller thanks You're right. to Netflix and HBO particularly. I'd say like the high quality, like talented TV actor tier of entertainment now that's changed the game yeah so. yeah being a, a a tv star isn't like looked down upon like it was like yeah, oh you're it, just yeah. a tv star it's like now it can be anybody plus if you happen to be the lead in a limited series it happens to be like you know it's almost like an eight hour movie instead of a two and a half hour yeah split into three parts i think the the, the projects that he has are all limited series or mini series or whatever uh, but the first one literally just dropped, which is why I brought it up, because that might end up being our next episode. Nice. Yeah, that'd be great. If we pop ahead and do, if we continue doing, like, new content when it comes out, mixed in with going in order. I think that's allowed. Which, yeah, I think is the appropriate way to do it. I mean, it'll be the best thing for our fan as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out to Ben. Love you, Ben. Miss you, Ben. <laughs> Hope all is well. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, and then he has um, two Amazon shows, Amazon original shows coming. So the, cool. the first one that just dropped is a Netflix original, and it's a docu-series on swear words and, like, the history of, of six particular chosen cool. swear words in Nick nice. Cage is the host, and they do, I don't know, funny little experience, experiments and shit, like with the trailer, where... Like, for, they, the word is, like, sprinkled in an experiment and just to see people's reactions and stuff like that. Not only that, but, like, they do, like, a hold your buck, your hand in a bucket of ice and this group can swear and this group can't swear and you see how long they can take the pain. Oh, wow. And the people okay. that can swear take it longer. Oh, cool. Stuff like that. That was in the trailer, huh. but I'm sure they do more stuff with it. Okay. I don't know. It seems Very interesting. interesting. Yeah. Plus, Nick Cage just gets to drop swear words left and right. Oh, boy. <laughs> and it's prefaced in this interesting way where he's like in a, like a, he's in front of a giant hearth and he's got like a big old glass of wine. He's in a tux and it's like all fancy. Oh, excellent. Right? Like that's how they're approaching it. And I appreciate Great. that. And then the next couple, he's got, um, he's playing Joe Exotic in a, like a biopic series. Yeah, so he's going to play the Tiger King. Oh my God. Which is going to be interesting. Makes me really happy. After seeing a couple of movies where we get like kind of rural country cage, yeah. like Joe and stuff, like he could pull it off. I love country cage. Oh, country cage is great. So good. It's always so weathered. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, Nick! Let me get you a glass of water, please. <laughs> and then the other one is, uh, it's a series based on 
Based on a series of books. Who? Who wrote those books? So the show is called High Fire, and Nicolas Cage voices an alcoholic dragon. <laughs> yeah. And it was written by oh I don't know how to pronounce it E O I N, Colfer, the guy who wrote Artemis Fowl. It's a series of books by that guy. What is his name? Owen. There, I I feel Owen. like. It's got to be one of those things where it's really weird spelling, but it's just like Owen. I bet that could just be Owen. Right? Like, it's just a really weird spelling of Owen. I don't know this, but I'm guessing. <laughs> but Nick Cage finally gets to play a dragon, so that's cool. I feel like that's something that's just been cooking for a long that's time. Exciting. I think there was at least one more. I can't remember now. He's just picking up all these TV projects out of nowhere. I wonder if it's better pay. Because you're doing more content. Could be, yeah. Like if it's like an eight-hour miniseries versus a two-hour movie. Mm. Probably doing more work. He's probably getting paid more. wonder if that has something to do with it. It could. <laughs> that would make sense. Yeah, right? I don't know. Oh, I just picked up a Canadian Blu-ray of Jiu-Jitsu. And I cannot wait for it to get in. Oh, it finally came out physically. Can't wait to spread that movie around. Like I really want to get Ben to watch it. He will, he will like that movie. Right? <laughs> People oh, are so split on it online. Like, I was looking at the Amazon reviews, and it was like, some of them were like, it's terrible, don't watch it. And some of them were like, it's terrible, please watch it. I feel <laughs> extraordinarily blessed to have been able to watch that in theaters. Right? Oh, it was such a treat. It was just treat. the two of us, one night only. I can't believe that still. It was an absolute treat. I'm like, oh my god, is that fucking Frank Gorillo? <laughs> <laughs> it just is. Just is. That's what I can't wait to see. I've that's been that's looking exactly forward. my level of celebrity. It's, it's, it's just like, oh, he's a he's been in a minor role in an MCU. Right. It's like minor role in the MCU. Stand-up comedian slash podcaster's best friend on Instagram. Frank Gorilla. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, it just appears in like I random. Just, I expect you to be eating steak and drinking red wine. Yeah. And, <laughs> Talking about balls with Ryan Callen. Like he pops in to play crossbones to pay the to pay the bills, and yeah. then otherwise he's just chilling. Right. He's just such a good tough guy. He's I feel like good. him and he's, he's half tough guy, half sweetheart. Him and uh, the 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 other guy that I always confuse him with, uh, Joe Manganiello. Manganiello. They are very similar. Yeah, man. I feel like aesthetically they're just kind of similar people. Mm-hmm. Like. Similar room presence. Yeah. I get them confused all the fucking time. I'm like, which one of the two of them is in which project? Like, I know one of them's in Spider-Man. One which of them's one are in, you, Which one are you one today? One Crossbones. <laughs> one of them's Deathstroke. Yeah. They just pop in and out of my brain. And I'm like, which is which? Joe Man- uh, Menagerie. Uh, Man- Manginiello? Manginiello? Yeah. I got him mixed up with Jason Momoa for like... Year, uh, and I'm like, Jason definitely looks way more exotic. Yeah, he looks. What is he? He's uh, Samoan. Samoan, okay. He might be like half. White. He seems like a cool dude. Yeah, I think he is a cool dude. You know, it's fucked up. I rewatched uh, the majority of the DC Universe movies recently. 
And all the ones that I used to think were shitty, I kind of didn't hate anymore. Like, I feel like they've really done a lot of back-end character development in a weird way. Okay. Like, Harley got more character development now versus back in Suicide Squad and the movie after Justice League. And okay. Wonder Woman is feeling a little more fleshed out. And it's like... I went back and watched, like, Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, and Justice League, and all the shitty ones, and I was like, wow, I don't hate these as much. Weird. It's kind of weird. I still haven't seen uh, Justice League or Ma- Batman v Superman. Oh, they're not very good movies. I just didn't hate them as much. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so then it's just like, there's little incentive for me to watch them. Yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 it now that the DC Universe is finally starting to be consistently good. Yeah, it is, which makes me happy. Uh... It's worth having seen them just for, like, the plot awareness, but, I mean, you don't have to. Okay. Yeah. I was surprised Wonder Woman was Callie, shut the hell not up. quite on par with the most recent handful. Because, like, it you were on right. fire for a little bit. Aquaman, Shazam, then Joker, then Birds of Prey was like, bam, 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 all really good. And I was like, oh, Wonder Woman 84 has got to be locked in. And it was... It was fine. Fine. But it wasn't... It was no Shazam. It was was a good passable 7 out of 10. Yeah. But it was... It was not on par with, like, the most recent DC movies. I don't know. Yeah, it was was a little lacking. Yeah. I really hope, like, Shazam 2 and Black Adam and... The Suicide Squad with James Gunn. Like, I'm confident those will deliver. I don't know. I'm sure they will, yeah. We'll see. Wow, we got really off topic in the cage. This is going to be like a 15-minute long episode that has five minutes of Nick Cage talk in it. (laughs) it, There's not that much to talk about his performance. I mean, what else? He's got good chest hair. Glistens pretty good. Some scenes. Yeah, definitely <laughs> glistens. I don't know. Uh, 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 a semi-forgettable, like just okay, movie yeah. with little discussion in the the order is the perfect outlet for us to just go off on tangents about other things. Pretty much, yeah. Just to sneak other topics into our Nick Cage podcast. Yeah, it's, just, it's just like the center of the dream catcher. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the only pattern is shit keeps hitting the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every now and again, we like cross through it. Right. <laughs> Pass through the middle. Uh, here, I'll, I'll say there's only a DVD of this movie, and it's pretty mediocre. That's it. That's all there is to say about that. And then I will pull up, just so we have something to like reference what our most recent ones look like, and then we can slap this guy on a tier list. Yo. So where are we plopping this guy? Yeah? Yeah. I don't know, I'm looking at this stuff in D, and I'm like, Rumblefish? Might be an F for me. Uh, yeah. Just because just I always say, like, I, I think there's value in watching a bad movie. Like, I think if it's bad enough that it has me, like, thinking about why it's bad and engaging my brain. I think there's value in that. But when a movie is boring, when I can barely sit through an hour and 35 minutes of movie because I'm just bored, that's an F. F. I'm going to go with an F as well then. Yeah? Did I sway you? You did sway me. Yeah, it's just, there's just not much to offer. Yeah. 
Like, you, you put together a good team, but it was a swing and a miss. Yeah. Alright, well, we have two possibilities for our next episode. It could either be the brand new uh, Netflix, Nick Cage, Swarward docuseries, or uh, the, the next in order would be the Cotton Club. Okay, nice. So... Either One of the two not. of those, both of those, back-to-backs, who knows? We'll get to them, but oh. those are coming up. I'm excited. They're in the pipeline. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there, there's actually... It's a bit sad with the Netflix show. Like It's cool that it exists, and I'm excited to watch it. Mm-hmm. But it's the first Nick Cage property that I will not get to buy a physical copy of. Won't <laughs> exist. Netflix, I. Right, so rarely does Netflix release their stuff physically. So rarely. Only yeah, only if it's like Stranger. Things. It has to be like Stranger Things popular to get a <laughs> to get a physical release. So it it's just not gonna happen, which I have to just come to terms with, which hurts me a little bit in my soul. I'm over it on your behalf. <laughs> okay, I'm glad one of us is. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever you're over it, we're, we both are. I'll I'll uh. I don't know. Give me a couple weeks. I'll lose some sleep over it, yeah. and then I'll be okay. Perfect. <laughs> no, I'm gonna be like 80, still thinking about it. Like, man, I, n- I really never got a physical of that show. <laughs> I don't know. That's just what it is. I don't know. It's a streaming world. I don't like it, but that's where we are. Physical media forever. Don't let the flame die out. All right, that's it. That's all I got. Go home, everybody.